You're listening to the Granola and Gasoline Maridol Podcast, providing a healthy dose of adventure therapy for marital irritation. Side effects may include laughter, inspiration, and strengthened relationships. Your hosts are Brian and Mandy Fable, creators of Granola and Gasoline. Today, I think we should talk about our amazing garage that you built over the summer. Yeah, it's been a while. Let's talk about it. I'm ready to talk about it. It is so awesome. It's pretty great. We were able to go from trying to live a variety of sports that include and not limited to snowmobiling, dirt biking, mountain biking, road biking, rock climbing, and other miscellaneous sports in a tiny shed. How tiny big, shed. How big was it? You know, the episode should really be about the tiny shed. Yeah. Because that thing has a lot of history. So do you want to make it about that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're changing the title. This episode of Meridol brought to you by Tiny Shed, a small wooden shack made with love that only can hold two mountain bikes and 17 old dilapidated backpacks. (laughs) That is true. We crammed a lot of things into that tiny shed, but... It came to a point it wasn't enough. What were the dimensions of that tiny shed? That's what I asked you. Well, now I'm asking you. (laughs) See how I've done that? I've taken the initiative, and now I have all the control. Doubt it. Uh. (laughs) Okay, 10 by 12, I want to say. 10 by 12. Does that sound right? 10 by 16? Maybe. Maybe. 12 by 16? 10 10 by 12. I think it was 10 by 12. Yeah. Yeah. It was great when all we did was go backpacking and winter camping. It had plenty of room for skis, a couple of bikes, and a couple of tools. What was the lineage of why we built that? Well, we moved into this new house and there was no storage in the house, so we thought we'd better have some storage outside. What were the things that we needed to store? Skis, climbing gear, bikes. Fertilizer. Lawnmower. Oh, concrete acid. Hose. Remember when that spilled? Lots of hose. Weren't too happy with that. Oh right, we had a plethora of concrete acid. (laughs) Not to be confused with LSD. We're talking about. Can't put drugs in the podcast. We can do whatever we want. That's the beauty of the podcast. Okay. This wait, we gotta explain. This acid was used for staining concrete floors. It also was highly toxic, as one might imagine barrels of acid would be so there was an acid spill it started eating through the floors it ate through the subfloor and then it went into the basement there was no basement in the shed that was just acid seeping into our, dirt. our groundwater so we did lots of calculations about could we build a garage how big should we build a garage should it include all kinds of things from living space to climbing wall to snowmobile workbench and finally brian settled on a design in early May, got to work. How did you settle on what the design would be and the dimensions and where did this stroke of brilliance come from? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked. I work with a program called SketchUp and in there I'm able to do 3D renderings of what the building would look like. I looked at many different configurations and in the end I settled on the perfect configuration. (laughs) (laughs) You sure did. (laughs) I sure did. Do you remember what it was like when I was doing that? I do. A lot of intensive work and not a lot of breaks. But it led to the best solution out there. Really is awesome. And then you got lots of advice from our friend Christian. That's right. Our friend Christian, he is the owner of Bluebird Building. He did some consulting for us. He did like a light build. He helped us with the framing. And he also did just consulting. And consulting, here's the thing about consulting. Consulting is like saying here's what you should do, but it's not doing the work. 
which is great because it gave me space to fail, make mistakes, improve my building skills. On the other hand, it was lonely out there. But sometimes Mr. Chris helped you. Mr. Chris did come by. He would assess the job site, tell me what OSHA regulations I was violating. Okay, let's talk about the garage itself. What are the dimensions? Thanks for asking. That's a great question. The dimensions of the garage are 16 by 30. Wow. With a 10 foot by 16 foot porch off the north side in our backyard. The porch is the same size as our old shed. Hmm, I never thought of that, but it is. That's funny. It's so cute, the little porch. It's a little wooden deck and it's so cute. I love it. What do you like doing in the porch? Drinking tea. I like drinking tea in the porch too. I haven't done it recently though. It's nice because it's a north facing porch, so it's shade, which we didn't have in our backyard before. And that was a game time decision. We didn't even have it in the plan. And then I just quickly went back to SketchUp, did my little (laughs) magic. Wow, that's the best whistle I've ever done. You're getting better at whistling. (laughs) You always have been. Okay, so then what kind of floor does it have? It's got a concrete floor. That was actually, there were two things that subbed out. One was floors, the other was electric. Seems like good decisions. Boogie, woogie, woogie, woogie. What was the hardest part about building the garage? Every day was the hardest part of building (laughs) the garage when you are not an actual builder. Basically, the knowledge that I had leading up to this was how to use a hammer. And even that, I didn't know a lot of the advanced techniques of hammering and removing of things. That was about all I knew how to do. Yeah. You learned a lot of new skills. Built a deck with my friend Jason back in the day. Yeah. So I knew how to run a sawzall. Measure and and cut. Circular saw. Yeah. Pencil. (laughs) (laughs) You've always been good with a pencil. Always been good with a pencil. Okay, so you built up this garage little by little, day by day, from the beginning of May until like the beginning of August. Yeah, I think I thought it would take a month. It took three. Whoops. Yeah, three. It's about how the budget went, too. Yeah, about that. But, you know, we have to invest in our future. We have to invest in all the things that are important to us. And that means starting with a solid foundation with a backyard garage. Yeah. Let's talk about the day we put the plywood on the ceiling. That one definitely helped produce the next iteration of Meridol. (laughs) This day took quite a bit of merit all. Okay, so let me also give the backstory that I did very little to help with the garage in general, not because I wasn't willing. I forgive you. But because it wasn't necessarily the structure for a two-person job while Brian was figuring out how to do all these things. So I would just go climbing and biking while Brian would do work. And then I would say, if you have a day that you need help and I can have a real job, let me know. So we got to that point. He said, I have to put this really heavy OSB because it's not the cheap OSB. It's the nicer OSB. Plywood. Oh, right. The cheap stuff is the OSB. So to put plywood on the ceiling and I need help. I was like, okay, I will help you. We made the decision not to go with drywall, which maybe in retrospect, I would change and do a drywall. But it was like, what can we do fast, cheap, and with minimal finish production? It looks great. Yeah, it looks fun. Yeah. So we got, Brian got the plywood and we had two ladders. However, one of the ladders was taller and one was shorter. So it's the two of us wrangling these eight foot by four foot boards. Quarter inch plywood. Onto the ceiling. And we get the first one up and Brian goes, okay, you hold it and I'll screw it in. 
Mandy is very strong. I am pretty strong. But not that strong. <laughs> That's really strong to just overhead press a piece, like pieces of plywood for 10 hours straight. And then I was like doing okay. And then Brian was like, oh, an eighth of an inch to the left. And I was like, I don't do eighth of an inches here. <laughs> I'm just a holder. So we get the first one up and I was like, I don't think that's going to work for me. It so, wasn't going to work for me either. Because it wasn't perfect. No, because it put too much strain on the relationship. You didn't seem too worried about that at the time. Looking back on it, that's all I worry about. <laughs> okay, so board number two, we iterate a little bit and I take the taller ladder and I crawl to the top of it and I use my back to press against the plywood, kind of like a squat press. And while she's doing that, I said, oh, I don't have the material that I need. <laughs> so I went to the house to get a sandwich. That's not true. But and then you I started doing some laundry. Kind of take a long time sometimes to put the screws in. And it was challenging. It was. But we did do it for, I think, a good <laughs> six or seven hours. We eventually got the help of our yeah. neighbor, Ben. And that was a game changer. Three people, one of whom isn't part of the marriage, is a really helpful formula. If you're struggling with your marriage with a heavy lift, sometimes it's okay to ask for help. With the third person? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, it's a metaphor. Yeah, it's right. It's not literal. Is Ben our counselor now? Ben is our counselor. It kind of felt like it in that day. So then we had two people who could hold the board up, and then you actually could move it an eighth of an inch or whatever you needed to. Also, Christian came over and said not to worry about the gaps or not being perfect, which that was helpful too. Which is true. Anytime we hit something that we started freaking out about, Mandy would come in and she would just... This is enough to spec. This is Oh enough. my gosh. There's a gap here. There's Maybe this is Brian's inner voice named Mandy. The actual Mandy doesn't do that. Okay, okay. So <laughs> yes, it's true. When you don't know what you're doing, everything is a big deal. And you just have to realize that in the end, nobody pays attention to anything that no you No one do. even comes in our garage besides us. <laughs> right. It's just me and going me. there for sleeping. And me not for sleeping. So we got through the plywood days and then... The plywood days. Yeah. That was a lot of Meridol applications. We were using topical. We were taking the pills. We were using the cream. No, and suppository. <laughs> I didn't... We didn't have to use that. <laughs> I don't think we should put that in. <laughs> okay, we'll edit that out. Psych, I'm going to keep that in here. <laughs> You're listening to this despite Mandy wanting me to take it out. The garage, then the last step was to make the like usability features like shelves and hooks and workbench and that stuff actually takes a long time. It does. That was an unforeseen investment in both money, time, mental bandwidth. And you think you're at the finish line and then it's like, oh, by the way, just run another marathon. <laughs> really fast. Real quick. Yeah. And I know you're depleted. Here's an energy bar and a jar of pickle juice good right. luck that's right but it's awesome we have room for everything we have two motorcycles four bicycles all our climbing equipment two snowmobiles all our tools all our camping equipment all our yard tools and equipment all our sprays lubricants and oils and everything we literally have everything in there it's finally all in one place it's organized you can walk around you can use the space if you need to 
go take to wrenching, you got space and stuff is where it should be. That is a big thing in life. Everything in its place and a place for everything. And if it's not in its place, what Dargon by golly should be. Okay, also we should talk about the garage door. All right, I'm just going to lead off here and say to all of our listeners out there all across the United States, the ones in Canada, Mexico, <laughs> Uzbekistan, Southern Indonesia. Uzbekistan. If you are thinking about installing a garage door by yourself, do not do it. Just don't. Don't. Call someone. Reach out for help. Tell a loved one. Write an email to someone. Put a message in a bottle. Throw it in the sea. Do that every day until somebody responds. Do how not. do you respond to a message in a bottle in the sea? Somebody has to find it. But then how do they respond? What if you're throwing it in like a local pond? What about LNT? Leave no trace. Well, here's the thing. If you're throwing a bottle with a message into a pond, eventually that pond is going to fill up with floating bottles. And then somebody, either a concerned citizen or an elected <laughs> official, is going to come by and say, we need to get these bottles out of here. They're going to start an initiative called the Lake and Pond Cleanup Initiative. Every day they're going to take a net and they're going to get the bottle out. And somebody is going to see that message inside the bottle, take it out, <laughs> read it, and then... It will say... Do not install your own garage door. And that's pretty much the moral of this podcast. <laughs> Don't do it. I don't care what you think you're good at. I don't care what you've been through in your life. It doesn't matter if you're five years old or 50 <laughs> years old. You should never, ever install your own garage door. Okay, needless to say, that was a challenging and frustrating experience for Brian. I did very little assistance, but did observe the frustrating experience. The instruction said for a competent installer, it would take between 9 and 16 hours, and it took me 32 hours. <laughs> so would you call yourself a competent installer? No, I'd say the instructions are wrong. <laughs> Okay, so eventually the garage door did get installed. It's not even like a remote one or anything. It's just a push-up one. <laughs> yeah, if if it was a remote one, if you, if you wanted a power, yeah. power sports in that garage door, yeah. I'd be working on that longer. for months. Yeah, I still want to be done. But the garage door is awesome because it means we can open it and drive our sleds in and out of the garage door to load them onto our sled deck in the alley, which brings up the next important point, which is that we sold so many trailers once we finished building the garage. And we sold the shed. We sold the shed. We sold trailers. We sold stuff that we didn't even know we had. We were taking things out of boxes and putting it on eBay, putting it on Pinterest, Etsy. <laughs> you can't sell things on Pinterest. We were putting it on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> we were putting it all over the place. We were Amazon, Amazonian. We were reverse Amazoning it. For Halloween, I dressed up as an Amazonian Marketplace. <laughs> Okay, but we did sell our enclosed trailer, we sold our two-place open trailer, we returned a dirt bike trailer that somebody had given us, and just really consolidated into one really functional, really beautiful, really amazing garage. Yeah, I'm glad it's, glad it's done every day. I go in there, drink my morning coffee, have my lunch, then later my dinner, and then... <laughs> Wait, you work there? If you or anyone you know is thinking about building a garage or having a garage built, certainly don't install the garage door yourself. And while you're at it, go to our website, check out some great granola and gasoline merchandise. You won't regret it. And always, always, always 
apply Maridol when you are working together in a building project. Think about it like applying sunscreen on a... You want it, you want it to be preventative. On a summer day. Yeah. Or one of Lather those... Lather that shit on there. <laughs> Lather up and get in the tub. Thanks for listening. Come visit our garage. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Man, that was a good one. I think our listeners are really going to respond well to this episode. We don't really have very many listeners. <laughs> Subsequently, a lot of them are going to buy merchandise because that awesome What if they buy a garage? Yes. And... Nothing goes better with a garage than the <laughs> new winter line of granola and gasoline merchandise. Wait, what's in the winter line? Winter, a safe place for snowflakes. Oh, yeah. We, sh- we should put that shirt out there. Should we start plugging it plugging more? Plugging it. Here, do a plug for it. Hey, everyone. Do you want a shirt that makes you feel safe on the inside and warm on the outside? Yes, yes. Sure, we all do. Try a new granola and gasoline shirt. Winter, a safe place for snowflakes. Wow, that was really good. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, you know what would go well with that shirt? Uh, Coffee and try hard mug. Oh, do a plug for that. Do you like coffee? Yes. I don't. Well, I do. That's it? That's a plug? (laughs) (laughs) Try again. Does your husband like coffee? Yes. Or anyone in your life? Yes. Try getting them a mug. Oh, okay. If they like coffee and you try to get them a mug, then you should get them a coffee and try hard mug. Where do I get it? Online. Oh, hmm, that's easy. Yep. Do I have to pick it up? You have to pay for it, first of all. <laughs> this is not a charity. This is a business. Oh, right. Actually, it's not really a business because we're not making any money. It's a failing business. <laughs> this is a failing business. Please go online, com and support our failing business. <laughs> What's another product that would pair well with this? Maybe a granola and gasoline sweatshirt. Ooh. Do you want a warm, cuddly sweatshirt to wrap up in? Yes. Well, try a granola and gasoline sweatshirt. Ooh. That sounds lovely. You can choose one of three colors and one of 17 sizes. Wow. Even (laughs) made for my size. That's right. Perfect size. That's right. That's great. Sounds like I'll buy 12 today. That might be too many. You won't regret it. Wait, I won't regret it. No one will regret it. Have no regrets. That's how our next episode should be. Yeah, that's a good idea. Live How to live life without regrets. You should be pretty good at that one. Okay, I think we gotta cut this off. Oh, I'm still recording. Yeah, I did notice that. Hmm. All right, everybody. Uh, be well and bye bye. Bye bye. Hi, guys. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the Granola and Gasoline Meridol podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and hop over to our website for more dynamite content at granolaandgasoline.com.